Welcome to the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Christelle. Hi, beautiful people. Welcome to this episode of the Shine Bright Podcast. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Brianna Christelle. For those that are rocking with me for the first time and don't know anything about me, I'm a millennial, which means I'm an aspiring adult. I'm also a lover of Jesus and someone who really just enjoys encouraging others and sharing lessons that I've learned over time. So my hope is that this podcast will be a place to encourage women to shine their lights brightly in this world by authentically and unapologetically being who God called them to be. My prayer is that each episode you will walk away feeling encouraged, inspired, and seen. All right. At the beginning of every episode, um, before I get into the topic, I would like to do what I like to call a how is your heart check-in. So how is your heart is basically one of my favorite questions to ask my friends because it's a hard question to BS. If I ask someone, hey, how are you? They could easily tell me fine and keep it pushing even if they're not. So instead I ask, how is your heart? Because how is your heart is a much different question and it really requires you to actually take stock of actually how you are really feeling. So I'll start. My heart has been okay. Uh, Like I mentioned in the last episode, with everything that we're going, going through right now with this coronavirus stuff and everything that we've gone through in the first three months of 2020 has really just had me feeling a bit exhausted. Um, It feels like these three months have been an entire year themselves. Um, And my heart really is heavy and really breaks for all the people that this coronavirus situation has already affected and for the ways that it will continue to affect us in the future. Um, But I will say that I was listening to a Tony Evans sermon called What on Earth is Going On? And it really put a lot of things into perspective for me in regards to the situation. So if you're finding yourself feeling anxious and overwhelmed by the situation, I definitely recommend listening to that entire sermon. Um, But he used an analogy that I loved, and he said, when there's an earthquake, things tied to the ground shake. But if you are in an airplane, you don't feel the shakes because you are not attached to the ground. And that visual reminded me that we are not called to become attached to our daily life and comforts, and the situation is reminding us of that. So my heart is broken for how much of this disruption, um, how much of the disruption that is happening to many daily lives right now. Um, But I'm also kind of grateful for the reminder that my hope and faith should be in Christ alone and not anything else. So now it's your turn. I encourage you to check in with yourself and ask yourself, how is my heart? And answer that honestly. Okay, let's get into today's episode. I almost had sex. My abstinence journey update. (laughs) This is a heck of a topic to start off with. I know. Um, But like I said, I promise to always be transparent with you guys. So you won't get any fake facades (laughs) of perfection over here. I think a lot of times as Christians, I feel like we don't talk about sex. We're told not to have sex and that's it. But We don't hear about the times where people have stumbled or even had the temptation to do so. So I want to talk about it. So I am a 26-year-old virgin, 
And last year, I almost had sex. (laughs) But before I talk about the almost having sex part, I should probably, it would probably be helpful to give some background to my abstinence journey up until this point. Um, I do want to give a quick caveat and say that I do have two, two YouTube videos about this that you can find on my channel under Brianna Christelle. Um, I have one video that it was when I was 24 years old and it was just kind of like my overall, my abstinence journey, um, the background of like how I became abstinent. And then another one is a question and answer video answering a lot of common questions that people have when they hear, oh, you're, you know, a virgin and you're waiting until marriage, et cetera. But I will give you a quick overview uh, just for the sake of continuity on the podcast. Uh, it's time for a story, y'all. So I became abstinent. My decision really was not initially rooted in my faith. It was not because of how much I love Jesus. Um, It was not even because my parents told me to. I grew up in a household where nobody talked about sex. Um, I was just told not to have sex, not even like just wait until marriage to have sex. It was just like, no, no sex. Sex is bad. (laughs) Um, And so that was the extent of the conversation that I had growing up. But when I was in about seventh or eighth grade, I happened to be hanging out with an older cousin of mine who I really looked up to. And in seventh or eighth grade, nobody that I knew was having sex or even talking about sex. So when she asked me, hey, are you having sex? I was completely caught off guard and it was a little bit awkward because like I said, I had not had this conversation before. So I was just like new and why are you asking and she was basically like oh me either and I was like okay cool sis thanks for sharing again me feeling extremely uncomfortable with this conversation and she went on to say like I'm waiting until marriage and I was like oh okay and she's like and I think you should too and again I'm like okay and then she showed me that she had this really cute purity ring and I was like uh, wait a minute. There's free jewelry involved. Sis, you should have led with that. Sign me up. (laughs) And basically that was my decision to wait. That was my reason. My cousin told me she was waiting. And so I decided to wait. She didn't tell me why. Um, we didn't get into any of that other conversation. She just told me she was waiting and I saw a cute ring that she had. And I was like, cool story, bro. I'm going to wait. And so naturally people ask, well, like, how did you make it through high school and college not having sex? Clearly my foundation for why I decided not to have sex was extremely weak because it was all about cute jewelry. Um, But honestly, I'll say like, God, looking back on it, it was God keeping me. But in high school, sex was honestly too complicated (laughs) because I didn't have a car, right? And the boy that I was dating at the time, he didn't have a car. And so the idea of having to coordinate through public transportation to try to get to his house before his mama came home because he sure enough couldn't come to my house so we could do the do. And then I sneak out. Like it was just too much. Logistics just did not make sense for me. And when I was in high school, I was um, adamantly against public transportation. Yes, I was one of those one of those people. And so it just did not seem like something that for me was worth it. And also there wasn't a lot of pressure because I would say maybe half of my friends at the in high school weren't having sex, so it wasn't like I was the only one. So w- there wasn't really any big pressure. 
And then my junior and senior year, I conveniently got moved to an all-girls school. So there were no options there anyway. So it was really honestly not that hard not to have sex in high school. College, definitely a different story. (laughs) Definitely a different story. I felt like a unicorn in college. I felt like I was the only one that hadn't had sex and or the only one that wasn't currently having sex. And it definitely was a different world because that um, convenience issue that I was talking about of like, oh, having to take the bus or get to your house before your mom's home, like that was all eliminated, right? That was no longer an issue. But interestingly enough, my friends had hooked me up with this guy who also was waiting until marriage. And he had made this decision independently of me. So throughout our relationship, sex was not even uh, a topic and it wasn't even really a temptation um, because we both had our individual um, decisions not to do that. So that's really how I made it through high school and college. And though that guy and I ended up breaking up, during this time is when the purity movement was really rising. And I started to understand more about why God calls us to honor him with our bodies and calls us to wait until marriage to have sex. And that was really cool for me. But I realized that there was a part of me that um, felt like this was an area where I could earn God's love and some earn his approval somehow, which was totally incorrect, <laughs> incorrect way of thinking. Um, but I liked the idea of God being pleased and maybe even a little bit impressed with me that I had waited until marriage. And I also realized that I started to like the idea about my husband one day being impressed that I decided to wait as well. So basically now I was waiting because of the approval and praise that I felt like this decision was bringing me, which was a horrible foundation to base my decision on and was also a very horrible decision, a horrible foundation for my decision going into the next season of life, which was trying to date as an adult. So let's fast forward to 2018 when I moved to Indianapolis. Um, In Indianapolis, I moved to Indianapolis for a work opportunity. So it was a new environment for me. I moved from New Jersey, so I didn't know a soul in Indiana. I'm originally from Boston. Um, So no one knew me. No one knew my story. No one knew that I was waiting for a band to make me dance before, you know, popping it open for a real one. (laughs) Um, And I was used to being in an environment, if I'm honest, where I felt like guys actually wanted to pursue me because I was a virgin. Whether they thought it was a challenge or whatever, um, I feel like I was used to guys finding out that I was a virgin and for them them going even harder for my affection, like even harder to try to like win me over, get my attention, etc. But woo Chile, let me tell you, (laughs) that was not the case in Indiana. And reality smacked me in my face because ain't nobody was checking for the Virgin Brianna in Indy. (laughs) And I remember um, I went on a date with this guy and I knew that the crescendo of the conversation was coming to where the the topic of virginity was going to come up. Um, And when he did, and when he finally asked me or I forgot how it came up, but when it finally came out that I had not sex, he did not respond the way that I was used to. And he did not respond the way that I wanted him to. I was used to people responding with, wow, that's so dope. I love that about you. Uh, But this young man responded like Soldier Boy did on the Breakfast Club interview when Charlamagne said that Drake was the best rapper. Homeboy was like, a virgin. And he had such a look of disappointment on his face. And in my head, I was like, um, excuse me, sir. This is not how you're supposed to respond. 
you're supposed to think I'm a unicorn and you're supposed to pursue me even harder because of this. This is not supposed to turn you off. <laughs> and if I'm honest, you know, there were a few guys in the first place in Indy. Um, and for every guy, I felt like there were like three to four girls ready to open their pocketbooks for them. If you catch my drift, I'm not talking about a bag. And if I'm honest, I felt so threatened and I felt like I couldn't compete in the dating scene because I wasn't having sex. And for me, being a 24-year-old virgin felt like "Mm, that was cute. Being 25, all right, fine, sis. But for me, I felt like saying that I was a 24-year-old virgin, it just started to feel different for some reason. And I remember being at a girls' night where it seemed like the entire conversation was about sex. And I was unable to contribute to that conversation. I'm like, I don't know, girl. Like, I have, I, I don't know. I have no idea. And so for the first time, I started to feel like maybe my virginity was not this badge of honor that I so proudly wore. And so for the first time, I thought about not being a 26-year-old virgin anymore. I started to consider having sex because in my head, I'm like, why not? And as foolish as that sounds coming out of my mouth, it was really something that I was considering. Um, I even went as far as starting to assess, to take assessment of my past guy roster. Like, remember that guy in eighth grade that said that you were cute? He might be a good option. (laughs) It sounds so crazy saying out loud, but it's true. Like, I literally started going back to my past Rolodex like, "Mm, let's see which one I trust enough to do the do it. And I thought about it for weeks, months, actually. And I was really serious about this mission. And I never actually went through with any of it. Um, Honestly, not because I chickened out or anything on my part. Um, It was honestly because I feel like God blocked every opportunity and anything that I tried to kind of maybe sort of set up. He was like, nah, sis, uh, not happening. So definitely was not because I was not trying unfortunately. Um, And I just, I felt so lost and confused and like I was having this identity crisis and I realized that I had to reassess my original why. Um, And I didn't start off wanting to wait for the right reason. And then my foundation was incredibly weak and it literally started to crumble because I thought, oh, this is something that's going to impress people. So yeah, let me do it. And then the moment that I didn't impress somebody and someone was like, uh, bye, sis, I was ready to fold. And I also realized after taking some time to just assess, um, I realized that I allowed that moment that that guy basically soldier boyed me to make me feel like finding a guy that was going to wait for me was silly to have even considered a reality in the first place, which is absolute crap. <laughs> and I am on the other side of this. But I wanted to share this because I know that there are other people out there that can relate to this when everybody in society feels like they are popping it, right? (laughs) They are doing all the things um, that we one day hope to do with our husbands. And it can be very easy to become um, discouraged and it can be very easy to be like, "Mm, no one would know if I decided to have sex. So I am still a virgin. I am still waiting, but I did consider having sex. And I share that story to say that 
I want to let anybody, like I said, know if you are currently there, right? If you can relate where you're feeling like, "Ah, I don't know, listen, sis, okay? Let's do not allow this world to make you feel foolish for your decision to follow what God tells us to do. Number one. Number two, do not let this world make you feel like there will not be somebody out there to wait for you and to honor that because I've seen that and I know it exists and I know he's out there. So do not let anybody make you feel like that is impossible. And I also share this story to say that I now know my why and it is not to gain anyone's approval. It's not to impress God with my good deeds and I'm using air quotes. I'm waiting until marriage because I believe that God gives us guardrails, not barricades. The difference is guardrails are there to protect us from harm, while barricades are just there to prevent us from doing something. I believe his desire for his children to wait until marriage to have sex is a guardrail to protect us from any and many spiritual and emotional entanglements. And so I'm trusting his protection in this and continuing to wait until I'm married before I get it popping, no matter how hard it is. (laughs) And of course, I always got to leave you guys with a sprinkle of scripture. So 1 Corinthians 6, 18 through 20 says, run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and who, bleh, hold on. (laughs) Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. And now I know it's not always easy. And I know there are times where it feels like it would be much easier just to do it. And that temptation is real. And so I just wanted to honestly and transparently share with you guys that I was there. Um, I considered it, um, but I am choosing to continue to wait and trust in God's protection and provision in this season. And anyone that's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, I can relate. I just want to remind you that I see you. If you're feeling discouraged about your virginity or your journey to abstain, I see you. I see you feeling alone like you're the only one. I see you feeling like you're missing out on something. I see you feeling like there's no men out there that will be about this life. (laughs) I see you wondering if this is all even worth it sometimes. I see you losing hope in God's promises for your life. I see you believing the enemy's lies about purity being boring or an outdated practice. I see you ready to give up. I see you. I see you, and I want you to know that you are seen and you are not alone. You are not the only one out there waiting. You are not the only one praying for a man that will honor your commitment because he has his own with God, and I want you to know that. You can trust God, and we can trust his goodness for us in this. So I just want to close out in prayer because I know that I went through a lot of warfare to try to get this podcast episode recorded and even out. And so I know this is for somebody. So Father God, I just want to thank you for your love. I want to thank you that you love us and that you care about us and that you're a gentle and kind father who wants to guide and shepherd his children, not a mean dictator that wants to wave his finger and tell us the things that we can or cannot do or prevent us from what seems like fun. Um, 
I thank you um, for my sisters listening to this. I pray for those listening that are feeling discouraged about their weight, who are allowing the weight of the world um, to weigh on them and feeling like maybe they should just do it. What's the point? Um, I pray that you would just remind them of why you call us to wait and not to prevent us from having fun or not to um, be a a fun sucker, but to truly um, protect us from the spiritual and emotional entanglements that can come from um, stepping out before marriage, Father God. So just encourage them and, and remind them of your love for us and your provision as a loving father. I pray for my sisters who um, maybe are listening to this and they have slipped up. Maybe they have um, fallen off the course, Father God. I pray that they remember that you are a kind and loving, gentle father and you're not waving your finger um, upset at them, but you're waiting for them to realize um, that, again, your your rules, and I use that word lightly, are not barricades, but they're guardrails to protect us. So I pray that If anyone's listening to this dealing with guilt or shame for any decisions that they've made in the past, Father God, I pray that they know that in you all of that is wiped clean and that they would just come to you honestly and have a conversation about where they've been and why they've been there and that um, today they would decide um, to honor you with their bodies because that's what you call us to do. So I thank you for my sisters. I pray for all of our future husbands out there um, that are on the way, that are waiting as well. Um, we thank you that you know our desires and that you've been a God. Well, you've been God, not a God, sorry, God, um, and a father for a long, 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 long time. We're not the first one to have these desires. We're not the first one to have these struggles. So I pray that we remember that in this time and um, that we're just reminded God, that you hear our prayers and that you haven't forgotten about us. So I pray for my sisters right now that you'll be with them and that they will feel seen and encouraged after this episode. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I can't believe I finally recorded this episode. You guys have no idea what I went through, Um, but I hope you feel seen, encouraged. um, And yeah, I love you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast. Please, please, please. Um, And next week, we are going to completely switch gears and we will be talking about grieving unmet expectations. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Well, I hope you shine bright on purpose this week. Love you. Mean it. Bye.